everybody. It's Linda Gunner with Love Him, Love Them. And right now on this episode, we are going to share with you some miracles that have happened with Mommy Linda. We have a brand new book out called Miracles with Mommy Linda, and that's available on our website. I want to encourage you to go get that book. You can actually read it, or there are codes in there that will allow you to hear us telling you the stories. Miracles with Mommy Linda, it's available on our website. Today, I'm going to share with you an amazing story that just happened last Sunday from the time that we're recording here at a church that I had the opportunity to speak at. Every Sunday, we get the opportunity to share about what Love Him, Love Them does. You know, Love Him, Love Them, straight out of the Bible, that's the name of our ministry. Love the Lord with all your, Lord God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. Just think. And then it says to love your neighbor as yourself. If we even did one or the other of those, I mean, (laughs) our world would be different. But imagine if we actually did both. So I was at a church and as usual, pretty typical, the pastor will get up or somebody on a prayer team will get up and they'll share prayer requests, which for me, I find it interesting sometimes when you don't see anyone writing down the prayer request. Now, granted, sometimes people have it in their bulletin, but when there's a prayer request, it means that someone is requesting that you pray for them. So I heard Part of the prayer request that morning was for a man who had back pain. He was having a lot of difficulty working. He he lifted, um, what did he tell me, four by eight sheets of plywood, and his back was out in so much pain that he was having difficulty working. And so when the pastor asked for this prayer request, he actually mentioned that the guy with the back pain was sitting on the back row of the church. So I was still seated before I got up to speak and I turned around and looked at him and I could, the Holy Spirit was like, you need to pray for him before you leave. So when I went up to uh, start speaking and sharing about our ministry and what we do in the country of Haiti and how we help widows and orphans here in the United States and Northeast Georgia, I looked out and before I got started, I didn't want to forget. And I said, hey, before you leave, I want to make sure I pray for your back. And then I went on and, and shared about everything that uh, we do in our ministry. And at the end of the service, I forgot. I forgot about praying for the guy's back. So the pastor came up to me and he said, hey, Linda, you said you were going to pray for, I can't remember his name. I want to say Mike. Let's just use Mike. That may or may not be his name. <laughs> you forgot to pray for Mike's back. And I was like, oh, I did. So I was in a church that I did not see any oil in, but thankfully I had my oil with me. Because there's a verse in James that says, any of you sick, you need to call on the leaders of the church, have them come anoint you with oil, and not only will you be healed, but your sins will be forgiven. So I do my best to have oil with me at all times, even though my anointing oil did burn in the fire, (laughs) but I have gotten some since then. So I go back to sit down and I'm sitting in one chair, he's sitting in another. And I said, hey, tell me what's going on with your back. And he starts to tell me the story, and I can't hear a word he's saying. All I can hear is, I mean, I can hear him talking, but I can't focus on what he's saying. All I can hear is the Holy Spirit saying, you need to ask him if he's saved. You need to ask him if he's saved. You need to ask him if he's saved. And finally, I interrupt the guy in the middle of him telling me his whole story about his back. And I said, hey, I said, do you mind telling me about when you met Jesus and when he became the Lord of your life? And he says, he gets real befuddled and confused and says, can't give me a time or a date or a place. And he says, oh, it was, yeah, a few years back, and I was blah, blah, blah. And his wife is sitting beside him. And so I, I mean, this is the Holy Spirit, because wait till you hear what happens. 
I say to him, do you mind telling me when you asked your wife to be your wife? And he says to me, the first time or the second time? And I was like, y'all have been married twice? He goes, yeah. Do you want to know the first time or the second time? And I was like, I want to know both times. And he goes into this long explanation, extremely detailed, where they were, how he did it, what he said, how he asked. And so I let him tell me both stories. Oh, mind you, the entire congregation is surrounding us in a big circle. Okay. We're sitting on the back row and none of nobody in the church left. This is after church. They all stayed. So after he told me the second story of how he asked his wife to marry him, I said, okay, now, do you mind telling me when you ask Jesus into your heart? And again, he had no, no details, no explanation, no time, no nothing. And I said, you know, before I leave here today, I would really like for you to have a story that is just as detailed about when you asked your wife to be a part of your life uh, for when you asked Jesus to be a part of your life. And then he starts to get a little angry. <laughs> he says, you asking me to do this in front of all these people? And I was like, now what do I do? Do I tell them all to leave or wh what do I do? And then the Holy Spirit again spoke right through me. And I said, buddy, this is not just for you. It's for somebody else that's in this room that's listening. Now, I didn't know that. And that man sat in front of me and he said, what do you want me to pray? And I said, I don't know. I said, did anybody tell you what to ask your wife for her to be a part of your life? And he goes, no. I said, well, I'm not going to tell you what to ask God to be a part of your life either. And he sits there and says the most simple, um, simple, simple, simple prayer. I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was literally two sentences. And so after he decided to make Jesus the Lord of his life, I asked him to stand up and I anointed him with oil and I prayed for his back. And I said, you know, tell me the symptoms. He said, I'm in so much pain, which he he didn't want to be prayed for for his back. He kept saying, you know, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. And his wife was like, are you kidding me? It's so bad. He can't do anything. He can't do this. He can't do that. So I prayed for his back and I said, okay, how does it feel? Because it feels exactly the same. I said, great, let's pray for it again. So I prayed for his back a second time and you can see his eyes light up. He goes, what's going on? He was like, oh, my gosh. He goes, the pain is gone. The pain is gone. And I and everybody that you could tell it was not a church that typically prayed for healing and actually expected healing to occur. So the entire congregation is all of a sudden on fire for what's happening and what's going on with this guy. OK, so I, I, my time is about to run out because I've got, I really want to tell you the rest of the story. So I'm going to share that as another miracle. But this is the part I want you to know after they left that day. So now the guy is not only healed with his back, he's healed with his heart and his soul. Right. So he knows beyond a shadow of a doubt, which is what First John 513 tells us. I write all these things so that you can know that you will have eternal security. He knows that. And as soon as he leaves, the pastor comes over to me and says, I want you to know. I was, ex I'm extremely uncomfortable <laughs> with what you did today. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get kicked out of the church. <laughs> he said, I was extremely uncomfortable with a lot of things that you said while you were speaking. He said, because I've never experienced that. He said, but you were sent here today for that man. He said, for over a year, we have been trying to figure out how to be able to bring him to Jesus. We've been working on him. We've been sharing with him. He said, and God knew that it was going to take you coming in here 
and getting face to face with him and calling him out. He said, nobody else here has been able to do that. And so I thought, wow, <laughs> that's inc- because you know what? The other part of that story, that was a last minute booking. That, that booking uh, came from me reaching out to that pastor's wife on Wednesday before that Sunday. And the Holy Spirit placed her on my mind and said, I need you to call. God has divine appointments. God knew that that man's heart was going to be ready on that Sunday. God canceled the uh, speaking engagement I had, placed that lady's name a number on my heart. I called her and literally, uh, she was actually at the beach that week. And she said, in four seconds, without even talking to her husband, she said, absolutely, we'd love to have you come. God completely orchestrated all of that. Now, here's my question for you. Do you know when you made Jesus the Lord of your life? Can you specifically, as clear as you can remember the day your husband asked you to marry you or the day you asked your wife to be your wife, all of the details that you remember about that, do you remember that moment in time? I don't care if you remember the day or the date, but do you remember where you were and what happened? It's important. It's very important to know when you ask the Lord of your life to be your Savior and you've turned away from your sins. My encouragement for you today is if you don't know, you can know, and it can be today. Don't forget to love Him and love them.